Hello out there and welcome to another Oscar Wags. I am your host, Sean, and instead of Sam tonight, we have a special guest on the Skype hotline. It's Sean. So it's Sean and John tonight doing our Oscar Wags. So uh, yeah. this is this is going to be interesting. John, I don't think you've ever done this with us before. I don't think I have. So, uh, uh, it's a weird year. Very yeah. weird year for the Oscars. Uh, we didn't really talk about it much on the regular pod. Just and, a few uh, of them. Just only a few of them. Yeah. Probably a good reason for it. Mm. Uh, did you see this thing that was like a survey of not even just the general public, but people who consider themselves active, like user or active followers of entertainment or something like that? And like it test, it was like, have you seen this movie? Have you heard of this movie? And it was like, Mank got like 7% like seen and like 20% heard of and none of them did much better than that. So Jeez. And that was on Netflix. Right. Like, damn. I mean, all of these have pretty much been, you know, a couple of these at the end here for best picture, like Minari and the father and promising young woman. But I mean, a lot of these have been on, fr- well, I guess not really free. You do have to pay for them. Right. But, um, otherwise, you know, free streamers and yeah, yeah, it's uh it's a crazy year, but uh let's uh let's let's make some baseless guess. All right, so some wild ass guesses, some Oscar wags. All right, so we're going to start from the bottom. Get through these quick. You know, very simple. You know, we don't have to spend much time on it. We'll just kind of blow through these. So first one, documentary short. John, do you have you seen any of these? I have not seen or heard of any of these. Neither have I, so that's why it's a wild-ass guess. So uh, I heard the Concierto is conservation is, like, one to watch. So I was like, hey, why not? I'll pick that one. It's the only one that I heard anybody talk do any talking about, so that's yeah. what I went with. I'm going to say Hunger Ward. That kind of sounds, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it would win an Oscar. And uh, usually... Uh, when Sam and I do this, we do a little bit of research into what these categories are, like what they are, and usually you go with the one that sounds the most like an Oscar-worthy movie, you know, does it deal yeah. with, like what it deals with, and uh, I didn't do that this year, I just looked at what the buzz was all about, and that's what I picked, so uh, yeah. Well, so these really aren't like, um, you know, dartboard sort of guesses, like there is kind of like... There's a little research usually involved. Like five minutes of research for these kind of categories. When we get into the bigger ones, it, you know, it, there's movies that we've actually seen in there. So we actually have a horse in the race kind of thing. Right. Um, I'm trying to figure out how you even watch these. Sometimes oh, they're, they're on YouTube. Yeah. Some of these looks like are actually in theaters or they, they do. So normally in most years they'll do like a, uh, a screening and this will only be at like you know bigger or more art house kind of ones where it's like you just sit there and you watch them all because these are shorts but like i'm looking here live action is like 20 minutes half hour 25 25 21 so you throw all those together it's about the same as your usual you know two hour movie or whatever right right. um this year though i have no idea do you just go online or well in any case Uh, the shorts are already like 
Like, why? Right. No, I agree. Uh, Sticking with the shorts, uh, live action short. Um, I went with Two Distant Strangers. Um, It seems like very topical uh, for what's going on right now in our country. So why not? I'm going to go with, this is the only one of the shorts I have any kind of a lean or whatever. I'm going to go with The Letter Room, which features Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay. Because his wife directed it. Oh, nice. So, All right. A little cheating. A little cheating. Yeah, but, but hey. Um, why not? You know, play with the hand you're dealt. Exactly. All right. Uh, animated short. I have only seen one of these, uh, which is Burrow. But based on that, I was like, no, that, that's not going to win an Oscar. Like, it's just a simple, you know, cartoon from Disney. Uh, I went with If Anything Happens, I Love You. Uh, seems like it's going to be a tearjerker. These usually, the animated shorts, you can usually find these definitely on YouTube. I've Every year, right before the Oscar, I usually sit down and I YouTube search all of these, and you can usually find every single one, though Burrow is on Disney+. Plus. These have trailers, and these are, I mean, the other ones were like, you know, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes long. The longest one here is like 16 minutes. Yeah. And they're all like 6, 9, 9, 13. So that's interesting that it has a trailer. <laughs> um, you know, Sean, I, for the sake of being different, I'm going to go with this one called Opera. Okay. Looks like it's from South Korea. Hmm. No idea what it's about, but, you know. South Korean movie won uh, Best Picture last year, so that's true. Who's that's who's true. who's to say otherwise? All right, now we're going to get into some uh, some better categories that we might actually have some say in. Uh, the first one sure. is visual effects. So it's weird that I have seen three of these five movies. I've seen Love and Monsters, I've but seen not Mulan, the most popular one, and the one and only Ivan. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Tenant. And I was told by a colleague to not watch Midnight Sky. On uh, That one's on Netflix with George Clooney uh, because he said it was awful. So I was like, I, I, nothing was really pushing me to watch it, but like one bad review, yeah, that's going to keep me away. Uh, so uh, I, I, I have to give it to Tenant because I, I can't see with the amount of uh, – the controversies surrounding Mulan, uh, I can't see them give it to that. And then I know like Love and Monsters, I really enjoyed, but I can't see them giving that an Oscar. Uh, and the one and only Ivan, great uh, visual effects, not a great movie. It was a straight to Disney Plus kind of movie. So great cast, though. <laughs> mm. You know... If you've ever seen the movie uh, All the President's Men, yeah, there's a very famous line uh, from Deep Throat. It says, follow the money. I think. I feel like that that's also from a bunch of other movies, but I also <laughs> think it's probably from that one. I'm not sure entirely. Okay. I think that sounds right. If Sam was here, he might have an idea. Um, I'm going to say it's Tenet, in yeah. part because, one, massive budget. Although, I guess you could say the same for Milan. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I think they're sort of, you know, look, (laughs) Chris took one for the team, Christopher (laughs) Nolan. You know, I mean, it was very important for him to have it released in theaters. But, you know, truthfully, I think people are going to be like, well, let's, you know, 
let's let's throw him one. Yeah. And like honestly, you know, the scale to which that movie was made compared to everything else on the board this year, I'm kind of shocked. Like it, it really speaks to how like like incomprehensive the plot is to most people. And frankly, just like you know, inaudible most of the lines were that like it never even showed up anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, best picture. I mean, there is a lot of best picture nominees, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. None of them terribly great, <laughs> um, to say the least. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I think maybe they'll throw a bone here. Yeah. Uh, my my second guess would be the the one and only Ivan, if somehow that takes it, because I can't see the other three taking anything. Um, cause you know, animated, like computer generated animals that talk. I mean, it looked right. nice. It looked nice. Anyways. I mean, yeah, like Midnight Sky, I, I, you know, just from what I saw, I mean, Mulan, I, I, I didn't see enough of it, but like Midnight Sky, just from the trailers I saw, it didn't seem like it was, you know, incredible special right. effects. Right. You know, none of these really blow you away, which, and, you know, Tenet probably, you know, in a regular year, Tenet is definitely in the conversation anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe even wins, depends on, you know, what, I mean, probably, you know, if June came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, probably would have taken it. Yeah. But, um, all right. So, going over to sound. Yeah. I think this is a no-brainer. It's the one with sound I'm, in its name. I'm of two... <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a little cheating. Yeah. Love the Greyhound get a nom, by the way. <laughs> we never we never did like a, the Greyhound pod, but like Greyhound's solid, man. Mm-hmm. Um I would give it to Sound of Metal. Yeah, it's Sound I don't know of if metal. it's gonna get it, but I, I can't know, when, see why it wouldn't get it because just the sound design in it, because they got rid of was it they got they combined the was, two editing and, and mixing mixing and they just turned it which into they, one right which previously was just one thing right that sound and then they split so, it and now they brought it back and i'm okay with that. i would yeah oh for sure because usually um, they go hand in hand like yeah i mean typically four out of the five nominees are the same for both right so it's like what are we doing here? right and i feel like they're only you know switching out one just to make it seem like not blatantly obvious but I'd give it sound and metal. Yeah. I think it, I'd go. when we reviewed it, that was one of the highlights we had was the sound. Like the sound mix. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw like soul though. Eh, that, that one's tough with, uh, you know, with it being animated, but yeah, I mean, make like, it just sounded like, you know, that's not like super hard to do. No. Like plenty of movies do the retro you know, sound design. Like, that's not, I don't know. Just that mixing anyway. between having sound and having no sound. And, I mean, it was it was really good. Like, that was, it was. the highlight it was, of that movie. I, I would definitely say that. Yeah. Because, um, like you said, it's totally unique. Yeah. Um, all right. Production design. Mm-hmm. This one, I would give to Meg. And Same. Like, man... God, Mank was like, what the fuck? Why? I still, I, it just feels like, you know, in retrospect now, very pointless. Yeah. There's no like, reason. It's just. I look great, great yeah. production design. Every, the sets looked great. Like everything about it looked A lot of good. costumes. Yeah, oh yeah. But uh, just, just, it was kind of a 
pointless movie to be made, and I still stand by. I think uh, Gary Oldman was miscast because he was supposed to be playing like a thirty-year-old, yeah. and he in real life he's sixty. Like it just that too. It was just I an just, odd yeah. choice. You probably could have found somebody better. Oh yeah, like not even the age, just like I don't. Know, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't as super believable. Yeah. Um. Anything, I mean, Tenet, no. I haven't seen The Father, but, like, I can't imagine, mm. like, a movie about dementia unless it had, like, you know, like, acid trip scenes or something like that <laughs> really, really doing it. Mm. Uh, News of the World, right? It's just one of those that, like, as soon as it hits, like, HBO Max or whatever, I'll, I'll go watch it. But yeah. No, really. Um. Okay. Makeup and hairstyling. Uh, I think the highlight of this is there was a Pinocchio movie last year. Apparently. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm assuming yeah. it's a foreign Pinocchio. I, um, like, sure. I Maybe. I don't know. I didn't even know they made. I knew like. I mean, was like Steven Seagal in it or something? <laughs> right. Like, I have no idea about this movie. It's so weird. I actually kind of would love to see the Steven Seagal version of Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know, man. I mean, Mank, Mank would be strong in this category. I didn't see Emma. Classic period, you know, Victorian, right? Era, England sort of thing. Yeah. Could, definitely definitely going to be in the conversation. Hillbilly Elegy <laughs> probably too. I guess. I'm going to say Mank. I got no idea on this I, one. I'm going Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because, you know, I I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. It's a period movie. Usually uh, things like this usually draw, uh, draw towards those period movies. So, yeah. Anyways, off to editing. I, yeah, which, man, <laughs> I got no idea. And I've seen three of these and like i can kind of guess what probably promising young woman's gonna be like editing wise mm-hmm. um i don't get sound of metal being here i mean like nothing stood out with sound of metal for me at least you know um Other, well, film editing yeah film editing yeah i mean i feel like sound of metal might take it but like if something else takes it, I wouldn't be surprised. This is such a crapshoot for me right now. Like, I don't know. So I went with uh, Sound of Metal, probably because of sound editing. And, like, part of me is like, maybe the film editing was a good part, too. I just don't remember. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Sound of Metal has gotten, I mean, this has been such a weird year to determine, ooh, what's got buzz, what doesn't have buzz. Yeah. But, like, Sound of Metal just has none, unfortunately. And that was, you know. Yeah. A top two or three movie for me. Um, I'm going to guess. See, Trial of the Chicago 7 feels like it should be in the conversation. I'm going to say it's Promising Young Woman. Just just kind of seems like it. Yeah, just go for it. Yeah. Why not? Nomadland, though, which, you know, I don't know. Nothing really struck me. I think I, it was visu- visually, it was well done, but mm-hmm. I, it was a lot of long shots. And how do you give it to editing to a long? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. 
a certain kind of movie too where you know that takes its time yeah just always seems to be the anti-editing mm-hmm. like you know there's that <laughs> borderline like meme of it was like taken three or something where it's like Liam Neeson is like jumping over a fence and they cut like a billion times. Like that's bad editing. That's over editing. But on the other end, like where, I don't know, we're just like dicking around in the West. And I like that movie, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It just doesn't jump out. So I'm going to say promising young woman. You're saying sound and metal. Yep. Okay. Costume design. Um, Damn, I thought we already went over this one. Nope. Production design, makeup, and hairstyling. And now costume. Uh, I'm going with Ma Rainey. Uh, Once again, period piece. Uh, Each character had very specific costume design for them, which they had the entire movie. It's not like there were, you know, changes. So I I thought it was really well. Uh, Usually, like, a movie like Emma, which is, you know, period piece, would also get some kind of buzz. But I feel like Emma came out very early in 2020 and, like, didn't come out to the best reviews and then just... Once the pandemic hit, everyone forgot about it. Right. So. I have not seen Ma Rainey's. Probably, if I had seen it, I, I could easily disagree with, or could easily agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say Mank, though, because I feel like Mank was still strong. Like, Mank was, like, classic, like, good in the technicals, didn't come together at all. Right. I just, uh, with Mank, the only problem is I don't feel like costume-wise it really jumped out at me. Like, Well, they did have like a legit costume party. Oh, I know. Scene in there. Oh, I know. Um, but I guess, you know, it is to some extent people just wearing, you know, like suits. Yeah. And with it being black and white, it it's tough to, with everybody. Doesn't just pop. Yeah, yeah, everybody looks like they're wearing the same exact suit. You know, whether it's a brown yeah. suit or a dark gray or a black, it's all the same shade. That's fair. Oh. Um, okay. Cinematography? Kind I think of, this one's pretty easy. Yeah, I, I we kind of already touched upon it. I already um, said that this movie was shot well, and I, I'll stick with it. Nomadland. Yeah. I I don't think anything touches it. I mean, I think no. Mank looked look, look good. I think Judas and the Black Messiah had some interesting stuff going on, but I think it's, I think it's just Nomadland, and you know yeah. maybe it's you know they're kind of doing a cheat code by just like filming everything and like magic hour shots in the middle of we- or you know out west, but mm. it was just beautiful. It yeah. was just you know really like stunning visuals that was you know probably one of the stronger parts of the whole movie. Agreed. All right, uh, now the fun one: original song. Um, it would be great if Eurovision took this, uh, because that's that Will Ferrell movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be funny if it won it. I don't think it will. Um, the buzz right now going around is that Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Uh, it was written and performed by the actor like in the movie. Uh, so Leslie Odom. Yeah, so like he wrote, he wrote it and performed it. And he was an actor in the movie. Like, it just kind of like everything lines up. It's like, yeah, he's going to win this. I'll be honest with you. Um, 
I have seen Judas and the Black Messiah, One Night in Miami, and Trial of Chicago 7. No idea those three had original songs in them. <laughs> um, and it's funny, too, because I think One Night in Miami, and maybe I'm wrong, but there's a song at the end that... Um, so Leslie Odom plays um, Sam Cooke, mm-hmm. who um, you know was a singer. And he sings that song at the end, but that's a real song. I... I it's like change is going to come or something like that. I, I forget exactly what it is. Anyway, that I, that was a great moment to end the movie with. I, have, I don't even remember the speak now part, but you know, he was good in it. Fine. I'll give it to that. Yeah. All right. Um, original score. Um, it's weird that Trent Reznor and I always forget his partner's name. Atticus, Atticus Ross. Ross. How can you forget Atticus? Um, yeah. they're nominated for both soul and mank. Um, I'm giving, oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm giving it to soul because a lot of the movie dealt with music, you know, it, it mm-hmm. revolved around jazz music and stuff. So I'm going with giving them it for soul. I think too, didn't that win the golden globe? It did. It, I I feel like it won did. a few things. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Soul. Yeah. I got because. Be real with you. None of these other ones stand out. So. <laughs> All right. Um, documentary feature. This is you know one of those again like. I don't know. Yeah. I heard a lot about my octopus teacher. I know it's on Netflix. Um, I guess it's been gaining some buzz lately. So I was like, sure, why not? Oh, but you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it, no. I mean, All right. it's a well, documentary, and I usually... those I struggle with watching documentaries, usually. Yeah. I was like, my favorite ones are, like, small subject and, like, just yeah. great stories. Oh, yeah. Like, just guys... Like, people just, like, bullshitting and... Yeah. Not, like, you know, serious, like, life world-changing <laughs> ones. Yeah. Um, as important as they are. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know what, Sean? I'll I'll go with my octopus teacher too. It right. kind of sounds like one that would win. Yeah, it it sounds interesting because it's like a guy in an octopus, but it's like a real story. Like it sounds right. fun, but like I know it's for me. I feel like it's not going to be fun. It's just going to be a task for me to sit down and watch that. Anyways, uh, best animated feature. Part of me really wants Wolf Walkers to to win this. It. They're, Did you see that? I have not, and I really badly okay. want to. I've seen Onward. I didn't see Over the Moon. I saw Shaun the Sheep movie, which is like funny that that was even nominated. And then I saw Soul. And I know was Wolf Walkers came out on Apple, right? It's on Apple. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's like if you have an Apple TV, you get a lot of Wolf Walkers uh, <laughs> previews. Yeah, so um, I really want to. I guess that that studio. It's an Irish studio either Irish or Scottish. I think it's Irish, but they've put out a few and people are saying this is by far their best movie they've ever put out. And they've put out some really good animated movies before. So I really want to watch this movie, but it's soul. Soul is winning this by far. hundred percent. Mm. I believe so- yeah. soul was my number one movie of last year anyway. So like I have to give it to it. You know, I, it's not one I follow super close, the animated feature, but I feel like it's pretty obvious every year. Yeah, usually. There's sometimes there's like a dark horse that like starts building up steam beforehand. Like last year was Missing Link, 
started gaining a lot of speed, and everybody was like, what the hell's going on? But it ended up losing. Um, right. Rightfully so. What was it? What was it last year? I don't even remember. It was so long ago. It was over a year was ago. It, it must have been a Pixar one. I believe so, yeah. I know. Like, I should have the answers in front of Oh, was of it me. Toy Story 4? What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That came out that year. <laughs> you you think gotcha. I would remember that, but it was just so long ago. Oh, it's it's another lifetime. Yeah. All right. Speaking of which, <laughs> international feature. Yeah. Which I have actually seen one of these. Really? Another round. Yes. Which I watched uh last weekend. Highly, highly recommend. And it is awesome. And that is why I picked it because I still need to watch it because you highly recommend it and it looks like it's a fun movie. It's a very fun movie. <laughs> it's a very fun movie that you want to watch right now on the cusp of normalcy of let's get back out there and just fucking drink. <laughs> it's so good. You should watch check it out. It's on Hulu. It's in Danish. Um so, you know, a little bit of an encumbrance there, but it's very good. But Mads Mik- was it Mads Mikkelsen's in it, right? Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. who, you know, has been the bad guy in Casino Royale and Hannibal and he's, the TV show. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah. He's fake. He's a good, yeah, and, and Doctor Strange, too, which. Yeah, yeah, he was the bad guy in Doctor Strange. Um, Yeah. Highly recommend. So that's I'm I'm going full yep. full uh, full bore on that one. I, I'm hopping on with that train with you. So, all right, all right. Adaptive um, screenplay. Yeah, man. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, I just threw it. Uh, Nomadland, I guess. Like, it was a good story. It was a unique story. It was a boring story. Uh, but. I mean, it, it's either that or One Night in Miami, I guess, would get my second. Um, but even like even then, I don't know. Yeah. I have to give it to Nomadland. I mean, like, Borat really doesn't have a script. Right. It does, so... but it doesn't kind of thing, which is right. weird. So it's like, it's weird that that got adapted screenplay. I guess it... it shows you how weak of a year it was that a improv movie won best adaptive script. And I'm pretty sure too, large portions of nomad land are essentially like improv with all those like non-professional actors. Um, you know, one night in Miami, it is adapted from a, um, stage play Mm -hmm. and it's very obviously, (laughs) You know, it's it's a you know most of it happens in a room sort of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. You know, I didn't think it was super effective. I, I you know what? I'm gonna say it's the father. Cause You're going father. There, there's gonna have to be a curveball somewhere at some point. All right. All right. Fair enough. So I'll go with. I'm just wagging it, man. And then on the the last before the big, the, the big six. Original screenplay. I had to give this to the movie I haven't seen yet that I've been dying to see that I really want to see because I've heard nothing but amazing things. And that's promising young woman. Like the fact that it's a $20 rental is the only thing keeping me away from this movie. 
Yeah, maybe I'll throw it on tonight after we do this, just to just to see, man. I I've heard nothing but great things, and I feel like of all the movies that are up for Oscars this year, this might be that one movie where I'm like, oh, that was a great movie. I really like that movie. Yeah. You know, Minari has been pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of um, doing well late. I don't know if it's enough to like make up ground, sort of thing. Right. Or just you know, general buzz. I don't think it'd be Sound of Metal. Trial Chicago Seven. You know, there's this really good um, series that comes out every year. That's like was, I think it's like Hollywood Reporter or Variety or something like that. They like it's it's like brutally honest Oscar ballot. Mm-hmm. And this year, it was a guy who's like a producer. You know, it's unnamed. It's all anonymous. Yeah. But he's like, Trial Chicago 7 should have been on HBO 10 years ago. <laughs> and that's exactly what it feels like. Like, really. I mean, it, it has, you know, big names. Yeah. But it feels such like a like a TV movie that, you know, you watch, gets an Emmy, never think about it again. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Because I think as a script, it's got some interesting things going on. I haven't seen Promising Young Woman, so it could just as easily be that one. Yeah. All right. Now to the best part, the top six spots, starting with actress in a supporting role. Um, A lot of buzz around Amanda uh, Seyfried early on. Uh, like right around, you know, December into January, a lot of buzz about her. It's basically all gone. It all died off. No one's talking about her anymore, which is a shame because I thought she did really good. But a lot of the buzz right now is going to, uh, Yoo Jung Yoon in Minari. Uh, lots of buzz around her. So that's the one I'm going with. I think that's that's pretty safe. I mean, it, you know, we get to this point most years of the Oscars where by now, like if you look at betting odds, mm-hmm. these are all like heavy favorites. Yeah. Like you put a dollar down, you're winning 10 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where that's been heading with Yu Jong Yoon in Minari, which is another one I, I really do need to see. Yeah. Um, couple funny things <laughs> there there is glenn close out there yeah who if if remember um one or two years ago um she was like supposed to win for this movie called like the wife or something which like fucking no one saw yeah and then they just gave it to olivia coleman in the favorite <laughs> yeah and it's funny because olivia coleman is now nominated again in the father <laughs> which is also a movie that people weren't aware of until like you know two months ago mm. and it'd just be hilarious if she won again olivia cole <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen no um i'm gonna play i'm gonna play contrarian and like there's always okay i, I know i mentioned there's there's always a, a but in the top six there's always something that doesn't go chalk agreed <laughs> and best supporting actress good place for any Glenn Close Hillbilly Elegy because it, and people hate this movie. Oh yeah, too. they hate the movie. She was actually nominated for an, a Razzie. Uh first person ever to be nominated for a Razzie and an Oscar for the same role. Um but 
to support your pick, John, was it Glenn Close holds the record for most nominations without a win? A win? Sorry. Um, I believe, or she's de- she definitely has a lot. If it's yeah. not a record, so like she's she should have right. by now. So you know? this easily could be like uh, Leonardo Di- DiCaprio winning for Revenant, where he's done right. better work in the past. But they were like, "Here, just take it." I can totally see them be like, "Here you go, Glenn Close. You finally deserve this." Even if it wasn't for this role, this is for all the past roles. Right, which you know. I hate I hate that they do that. Yeah. I hate that they do the makeup calls because I mean I don't know it's it's tough to get it right in the Euro but it seems like we keep making makeup calls because we keep fucking it up you know right like just get it right the first time yeah all right actor in a supporting role um yeah <laughs> I don't I think other than uh, Sound of Metal I didn't see any of these uh, Paul Rat. Ratsy, Rashi, Racky, I don't know how to say his last name. Uh for Sam, Rassi? I don't know. I don't know. From Sound of Metal. I saw somebody somebody tweeted a picture of him. I guess at some point he <laughs> Paul Rassi, who's I think he's has been an actor for a while. I didn't realize this. I thought you know, when you when you see someone's face, especially in a movie like that, yeah. you know, like I know it was weird Nomad Land did the same thing of doing, you know, uh, you know, amateur actors essentially mm-hmm. i thought he was he's actually just been around for a while yep. and just like hasn't been in anything yeah i thought he was amateur too. a picture yeah someone tweeted a picture of him uh as the like um you know sign language translator on like a judge judy episode <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's been it's been a minute for paul rassi i, I think he was actually really good in it Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be like, you know, Oscar winning good. I just think there's there's a lot. There's, you know, for for as as much as we've talked about the movies as a whole kind of being crap, um and crap's probably a strong word, but you know, it's a down year, but I think there's a lot of good performances still that have shined through. Yeah. I'm going to say it's Daniel Kaluuya. I just think there's like too much you know, in Judas and the Black Messiah. It's just too much of a strong performance mm-hmm. i've heard people say like talk about age difference like he's like 30 like mid 30s and he's the guy you know fred hampton was like 19 or 20 when he died wow um yeah yeah uh fred hampton who's also in Tri- trial of chicago 7 which sasha baron Cohen for some reason is is nominated um, right um i agree with you i gave it to daniel K- uh kaluuya uh as well for judas and the black messiah so you know fingers crossed on that one uh moving on actress in a leading role (sighs) this one's actually where it's getting a little tough um carrie mulligan is getting a lot of buzz right now francis mcdormand is always a strong contender. She's really good at Nomad. Yeah. Man. And then but I think she just, she wanted to recently. And then Viola Davis as Ma Rainey did pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of talk that Carrie Mulligan and Francis McDormand might be getting like Mick, uh, Splitting the votes. Split, the, yeah. And if that's the case, Viola Davis might sweep in, like swoop in and take the win for Ma Rainey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm going Carrie Mulligan anyways for a movie I haven't even seen. Uh, but let, once again, this is the movie I've been dying to see, just not willing to pay $20 at home to, to watch it. Yeah, I think that's that's a that's a strong pick. I'd throw in there too, as far as uh, um, to make this even more messy. I mean, I think Vanessa Kirby is, is probably on the outside looking in. Fair to say. Yeah. Um, Andre Dave won the be- uh, won the Golden Globe. Mm. Um, so, you know, and I, I've I've seen some people say like, oh, you know, a little underrated. But yeah, I I would lean towards Carrie Mulligan. I think if Frances McDormand hadn't won two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think she probably would get it. Yeah. I, f- I but feel in this like case, that. you know, yeah. The Oscars really does like spread the love around. Like I think, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to be like Daniel Day Lewis in like three or four undeniable roles to win that often. Right. You know, like getting two is huge. Right. Uh, all right. Moving on. Actor in a leading role. I feel like this is a kind of a no, no brainer. I mean, we kind of mentioned it on the podcast. Normally, this is Chadwick Boseman's move uh, role to lose. Like this is his award. I I can't see him losing. I really can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen Marini's Black Bottom. I so I really can't be a judge of like how good that is compared to everything else. I thought Riz Ahmed was great in Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. He would be my choice. Yeah. Um, but there's just no. It's you know. I would, if you're a betting person, throw that into any parlay tomorrow. You know, <laughs> just, it's it's a lock. I don't care what the odds are. Get a return. <laughs> uh, there's just, there's there's no way. And, you know, I, I think it's very much like we've talked about, too. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the posthumous angle is, you know, what's probably trumping all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Chadwick Boseman has been a pretty good actor for years and it's you know i mean obviously incredibly tragic that you know we're this is it yes yeah. <laughs> but you know this is if he's ever going to win one it's it's going to be now oh, yeah. so i think that's going to ride the day as much as anything else oh, yeah. uh, but I, I would say of, of anything we have on here that is probably by far the most certain yeah uh maybe soul is animated feature oh yeah yeah, yeah. is isn't quite in the same ballpark but that's that's pretty close too mm-hmm Director, I would. S- this could be a possible upset too. I don't think it will be, but you know, I think Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. You know, between the use of the, like I said, the the amateur actors and just you know, in general, how it looks and mm-hmm. all that. Like, I, I think it's going to be tough. You know, it's it's they have done this thing a little bit lately where they've they've sort of split the ballot or you know. Um, yeah, I guess split the balance yeah. is the way to put it. Between director and best picture to kind of, you know... Because, I mean, truthfully, it's tough to divorce one from the other. Like, there's there's some movies where the direction is obviously, like, you know, a real factor in it. Maybe more so than other movies that probably work a little bit better as a whole. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it's usually... I mean, you, you would think if you won one, you'd won the other. But they've they've seemed to split it the last few years. So... I don't know. I'm not feeling it this year, though. Yeah, I I feel like uh, Chloe Zhao. De- I feel like she's the strong pick right now, um, and not not to spoil anything, but I don't think they're splitting director and best picture this year. 
I think they're going to be combined. With such a weak year that we had this year, I, I feel yeah. like it's going to be very tough to split the two. I mean, actually, last year did not split. Right. Now that I'm thinking about it. But the year before, um, I think the two years prior did split the two. Right. So, And actually, last year, I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I'm still kind of surprised they didn't. Like, I would have thought, mm. you know. 1918 would have gotten one or the other. Yeah. But um, anyway, um, did I give a pick? Yeah, I guess Chloe Zhao. Yeah. I would say. I mean, maybe as a dark horse, I'd say Lee Isaac Chung and Minari. Kind of feels like it, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe slightly Emerald Fennel, but it seems like. I feel like with directors, they never give one too soon. Mm-hmm. You know, they all like you always, you got to wait in line for a director. Like it's never like if you come guns blazing out of the, out of the shoot, like you're probably still not going to get yeah. it. So and Chloe Zhao, I mean, this is her first probably like, I know she's done other features that have been well received, but this is the first, you know, thing receiving any kind of, you know, big attention. Right. Um, so, all right, well, we're here. And then uh, finally, Best Picture. And I, like I said, don't think they're separating director and Best Picture. So I'm going with Nomadland. I feel like of all these movies, it was probably the best movie of last year. Of, like I said, of those Best Picture nominees. Um, Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that's got to win it. You know, I think... What's the unfortunate thing with this year is not only has like the quality of the movies been low, but there's also been like not much back and forth. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like this entire time it's been pretty clear cut. Yeah. You know, Nomadland and then, you know, some of the, (laughs) I was going to say feeder awards, you know, like the (laughs) SAG and the Directors Guild. Mm -hmm. And actually, I don't know if it won the, the SAG Best Ensemble. Um, but Directors Guild, Producers Guild, Editors, like Cinematography, it's done very well. You know, like, yeah. you would have to have something coming out of nowhere. Um, I would say if you have a dark horse right now, I think Mank has no shot. No. Trial Chicago's having no shot at all. The Father, no. Judas and the Black Messiah, almost certainly no. Sound of Metal's a No. No Man Land, Promising Young Woman, and Minari. I don't think it'd be Promising Young Woman. I'm, I'm trying to pull up the odds right now, actually. Okay. Whether whether it's a good bet or not. Hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Trial Chicago. Okay, so here, so here are the odds. So it's okay. No Man Land minus 1,000, which is you have to bet $1,000 to win 100. Jeez. So it's, you know, overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> Shroud Chicago's having plus 700 Minari plus 15 I like it I like it at plus 1500 mm-hmm. so that's a 15 to 1 return so like you know $10 see what happens kind of thing Yeah. nothing big nothing big just you know little who knows you never know sometimes Moonlight wins instead of La La Land you know <laughs> yeah 
and I just feel like, you know, there's been some other, you know, otherworldly, you know, things going on with, you know, I, sometimes you really have to, like, boil this stuff down to a, like, level that isn't great, but it's like, well, you know, you had Parasite winning last year, and, you know, there's been this sort of stuff going on with, you know, the Asian American community and stuff like that, and Minari fits, like, right into that mold, mm. where, I don't know, maybe... Maybe there's just a little bit of enough surge. And you got to remember, too, the way this is chosen is not, you know, who voted, who got the most votes for number one. It's, like, ranked choice. Yeah. So, you know, I think you. it's a matter of until somebody gets a majority or something like that. So, you know, if it's the sort of thing that everybody liked, but... It's tough to see Nomadland not not getting there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, truthfully, too, I mean, it does have, you know, a, a Chinese director, too. So it's not as if um, there's, you know, lacking diversity in that movie either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I've been trying to, like, wrap my head around a case for another movie. I like Minari at 15 to 1, but I, I don't think it... I, I think it's just Nomadland. Yeah. I mean, nothing's nothing's like challenging at all. No. You know, like sometimes, you know, like like Parasite last year, like I think won the SAG um, Best Ensemble. Mm-hmm. So like, there was a little bit of an opening. Yeah. Um, it just it has not happened at all. This no. Year, so not at all. All right. Well, there are our Oscar wags for the 2021. Academy Award. Oh, did you keep? Did you keep track of these at all? Uh like, do we keep track of these on this podcast? I've oh, well, because we've always had the party uh, for the Oscars, so I've always kept track of how well everybody does. So hopefully, uh, we can get Sam and John to fill Sam and John's uh, Sam and Chris to fill out their um, picks because John, I kept track of your choices uh, on mine. Okay, thank you. So, uh, so we'll we'll get theirs and then. This upcoming pod, the next podcast, uh, we will go over our Oscar results and find out who is the best at picking in a very weak year. Um, I'd be very surprised. Oh, I'm looking at the odds for some of the other ones right now. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya Kaluuya in uh, (laughs) Judas and the Black Messiah, minus (laughs) 3,000. Which is actually longer odds than Chadwick Boseman. Boseman. Wow. I'm I'm shocked at that. Yeah. Best actress is actually very close. It's plus one forty Carrie Mulligan, plus one eighty Viola Davis, plus four hundred Francis McDormand, plus five fifty for Andre Day. Andre Day. Yeah. That's like for Oscar standards, pretty competitive. Yeah. I I definitely so feel maybe, like of all the categories. I would say actress is probably the closest. It's the toughest one to, to vote for. Glenn Close plus 1,200. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. All right. Try, trying to trying to find some value, but it's always hard to come by. Right. And plus, I, I, I did well with Parasite last year, so, like, <laughs> you know, we're not going to hit them all. Yeah. All right. Well, um... Those are our Oscar wags, our wild ass guesses. Uh, usually every year we try doing our best to watch all these movies for you. Um, it was tough this year. 
uh, with none of them really being in movie theaters and some of them being on certain platforms that we don't have access to. Um, but 